Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw. Wow, we're in the office, Larson. My voice is basically shot. We're both exhausted. It's been a long day. From uh, WrestleMania, we were getting the office set up. Things are still kind of a work in progress, but this is the new set. Yeah. All we did, we just rented some space behind uh, Hilton's house. Yeah. This is his back alley. Yeah. When I say Hilton's house, I mean his little cardboard shack that he has. This is literally the alley. This is his pee alley right mm-hmm. here. So anyways. You can smell every 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 drop of pee. You every, can smell it. Every, every single one. Every drop. reeks of urine I didn't here. want to tell you this, but I think there's a poo-poo over there as well. That's what I thought. I thought I smelled some, some poopy. Anyways, we're wasting valuable voice space. Yeah. Do you want me do, me do the plugs while you yeah, recuperate? Yeah, do, do the plugs, right. man. Uh, of course, we can be found on YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And wherever fine podcasts are available, including CastBox. We got a partnership going with them. CastBox, check it out. Great app. Um, we're also on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Steve and Larson. All sorts of tiers, uh, rewards associated with said tiers. What do you think is best value? Uh, $20. Yeah, that's a good tier. Because you get like a ton of stuff. No, stop talking. Save it. I can tell them what they get at $20. I just asked you a simple question. Best tier. You said 20 This is what you get. Friendo care package, comic book, poster, stickers, postcard. Also, you get everything in the 10 5 and $1 tier. You get all that. It's a great value. Um, we're also at Pro Wrestling Tees. You have, I believe, one more day. Twelve ta- hours less, or more than tw- a little more than twelve hours. Well, they, by the time this goes up, about twelve hours. You take advantage of a sale going on right now at Pro Wrestling Tees. Twenty percent off everything. Promo code Mania. We got some new designs up. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Yes. Did I miss anything? No. I did it all. You Good did great. For me. You did great. Now on to Mania. <coughs> all in all, like most Manias, some good, some not so good. Some high points, some disappointments. Yeah. Um, heading, heading into Mania, I was fairly optimistic. Same here. There was the um, potential for some really, really fantastic things. It felt sort of overall-ish. Like, I'll put it this way. None of the matches I would ever accuse of having had time to breathe. We talked about during our We use that stream. phrase a lot. When yeah. We, when we say, oh, wow, they gave him a lot of time to breathe to, to tell a full story in the ring. And I don't know if it's necessarily so much time to breathe as it is. You can tell a really good story in the ring in 12 minutes. You just have to make sure you hit all your beats in that time. And so many of the matches felt like it went from point A to B to C to F. Yeah, right. They skipped beats in the middle. Right, right. Or, or there wasn't enough time between the specific beats. Um, or some matches just seem like whoever's working with the talent just, I don't know, didn't utilize their strengths or something. I don't know what the deal yeah. was. Um, I mean, we can get right into it. Uh, I mean, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It's a battle royal. You know what you're getting when you get into that. You know what's sad about this, though? The This has, okay, so the New Japan Rumble. To compare it to New Japan's WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, <coughs> their New Japan Rumble is always tons of fun. 
And I feel like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, it just felt like a chore Here's this the year. Thing. Here's the thing about this, because the, the New Japan Rumble has more in common with the Royal Rumble in that not everybody's in the ring at one time. Yeah, right. And right, there's right, drama right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. inherent in that format where yeah. you're, you're wondering, oh, who's next to come out? Like, my pick to win the Andre Battle Royal was, was Cass. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the bell rang and you start looking through the crowd Everybody of people, was already there, yeah. and you're like, all right, well, Cass isn't even in this. There's yeah. no drama. Like, if someone returns to be involved in that, there's no drama in it unless yeah. they give them their own entrance. Yeah. Um, which they didn't for the men's Royal this, or Battle Royal this year. Um, anyways, I always like uh, noting who was first eliminated in all Battle Royals. This, in this case... Aiden English first eliminated. He had hair when he was eliminated. When he came out later, no hair. Introduced Rusev. No hair. No hair. No hair. Not Cut hair. all his hair off. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, there really wasn't any eliminations of note beyond that. I mean, Dolph was almost eliminated seven, eight times before he actually was eliminated. Um, I think the big moment happened when lights went out, lights came back on, Bray Wyatt's in the Super ring. Super late into the show. Yeah, yeah. It was down to Matt, Mojo, and Baron Corbin. So you got two prior winners plus... And Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, so Matt comes in. He acts like he's going to give Mojo a sister, Abigail. Instead, sends uh, Mojo towards Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt tosses him over the top rope. Right. Eliminated. Right. Um, and then uh, Bray eats an end of days from Baron Corbin. Uh-huh. Uh, but then Matt just eliminates Baron. Um, he wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. And there's a moment in the ring where Matt's doing his clapping and laughing and stuff. He walks up to Bray. They embrace. Yeah. They do a pose together. Yeah. Um, it seems like they are a team now. I, you said this during the live stream. By the way, we did a live stream. And uh, given that this is a new office and, like, road to internet isn't quite. So road to office is done. We're done with road yeah, to office. Yeah, road to internet still ongoing. <laughs> We're borrowing our neighbor's internet. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, neighbor. Yes, th- yes thank you. Um, and, uh, and so the stream is cutting in and out a lot. But anyways, you, you mentioned this during the stream, during the, the broadcast. You said... It'd be nice if he had, like, he came out of the lake of reincarnation. He's helping Bray. It'd be nice if we got some semblance of, like, Woken Bray Wyatt. Like, I know. He looked like, the exact a same. simple costume change. Maybe some, like, face paint or something. I don't, yeah, yeah. Something to make it a little bit different. I'm not saying he has to dress exactly like Matt Hardy. Right. But something different. Yeah. Something to, to indicate that this is a new Bray. I mean, look, man. Unless it's not. Brother Nero dressed completely different. Yeah. And I'm not like yeah, I'm not saying it has to be completely different. I like the I like your idea though. He comes out in the lower of mon of the mower of lawns shirt. Yeah, come out in some Matt merch. Yeah, he just wears Matt's merch. Yeah, so that's that. Look, that's an alliance that could be interesting as long as we get more stuff at the the Wyatt or the 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 Hardy compound. Yeah, or the Wyatt compound. I'm happy either with either or those. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, next we had uh, the finals of the cruiserweight championship tournament. 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 Sorry. Been a lot of talking today. Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, Mustafa Ali has some incredible ring gear. Oh, my goodness. It was like Isaac Clark from Dead Space. His entrance attire was amazing. Yeah. And then his his actual ring gear was better, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Fantastic. I was hopeful that meant win face. Um, Here's a situation where I was wondering, I don't know who, I think it's Adam Pierce who does a lot of the producing for 205. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe it's Jamie Noble or both of them. Um, This match wasn't bad. We've seen way better matches on 205 Live. This match was not even close to what they've been doing on 205 Live. Which so is, I was going to say, I don't know who was helping them produce the match. Like I, You would think they yeah. would keep the producers they've been working with on 205 Live, but you never know because Mania, they might reassign stuff. Again, this was a match that could have stolen the show, and because it was given all of like 12 not, minutes, maybe. 12 minutes. Really can, sure. Yeah, yeah if you can bring it up. It felt, I, I, would, I would say, like nine and that's just getting, you know, that that's that's getting to know you for these guys, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, I mean, there were some cool moments. We got a top rope Spanish fly. Twelve minutes. <coughs> oh, you're right. Twelve minutes. Uh, Mustafa Ali hit a reverse Rana. That was cool. What? 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 Apparently, the uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal was all of nine minutes and fifty seconds. So you have two hours of. Pre- I mean, to sidetrack you here, but you have two hours of pre-show. And in that two hours, you get less than a half an hour of, of in-ring action. The men's royal was only Are you under 16 minutes. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. If you're going to have a two-hour pre-show, then give us at least an hour's worth of wrestling. Yeah, I know. You don't need an hour's worth of recaps and packages. No. No, I know. I mean, Drake Maverick was saying, get to your seat early and see what they can do. And then look what they did. It was like, it, this wasn't even as good as an opener on 205 Live. No. I mean, the match they had, uh, what, a couple months back? 
was vastly better than this. Yeah. Uh, Ali, uh, Musab Ali hit an 054, but uh, when he went for the pin, Cedric Alexander got his foot on the rope. Mm -hmm. uh, Cedric then dodged a second 054, which kind of sealed the deal on Mustafa Ali. After you take, after you eat two of those, like you hit them, you eat it. Yeah, you're 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 hurt. Yeah, yeah. You're that followed up with some stiff elbows from Cedric. <laughs> hit a lumbar check, picked up the win. He is your new cruiserweight champion. I like how at the end of like my new tradition is at the end of Mania, I'm just a wreck. Yeah. Last, last year, year you were absolutely miserable. Last year my headache was next level. It was like, ooh. I'm going to install some strobe lights in the office here. Please do. I'm sure you would love to work right at eye me. level. I'm sure you would love me. You would love your job if I was that miserable. Yeah, man. No, I feel like, no, I actually like my, my spirit is high. I have no headache, which is all that matters. That's good. Your voice. Just, every time I try to talk, like I, I get my wind taken out. Anyways, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale, like you said, it was nine minutes. There was a little bit of cool storytelling. The NX, there was... It was like half NXT women. Yeah, there's a large NXT contingent. It was um, Bianca Belair, Tanara. Uh, what? I'm sorry, what's her Tanara Conti, Conti, Peyton Royce, uh, Kyrie Sane, Dakota Kai, and then oh, what was her name? I'm sorry. Let me look it up. Uh, if they have a list of them here, of the participants, uh, they don't. I'm missing a couple. I apologize. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then it was like Absolution. You had Becky Lynch. You had uh, Sasha Bailey. Becky Lynch, Sasha Bailey, all got their own entrances. Although Sasha's happened during a commercial, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, a commercial for W for WrestleMania. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the match it. starts. Everybody focuses on Carmella. She's eliminated basically immediately. Yes. Um, following that, they eliminate Dana Brooke, and then it's it pretty much turns into NXT roster versus main roster, and, and then, everybody starts yeah, brawling. And that yeah. was cool. They all they all sort of got together, commiserated, and said, "Let's go get them, Gills." That's my I don't know. Oh, Dakota Kai. Did you mention Dakota Kai? Yes. Okay. Anyways, yeah, they all, all the NXT gals went after all the main roster gals. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, Bianca Belair, number one, hit a 450 mm -hmm. on uh, Sony Deville. That was great. Deville she got eliminated. eliminated yeah. uh, eventually, uh, main roster kind of took over. They took over. They kicked out all the NXT girls. It was down to Riot Women. Squad and then uh, Sasha and Bailey. Right. Sasha and Bailey team up to, well, Natalia as well, sorry. Um, Sasha and Bailey team up to eliminate everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and then Bailey, like Sasha goes to Bailey to shake her hand. Bailey tosses her. That was great. And we thought, I oh, thought I won match over. I Bailey thought won. I won predictions at that point. But Naomi gets back in the ring. Apparently, she was on the outside. However, was not eliminated yet. Yeah. So she eliminates Bailey. Yeah. Wins the very first WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. That's the smartest way to win a Rumble is to just like leave. Wait. Out of like the, the bottom rope. Yeah. Chill out. Until the end, hop back in. Yeah. Naomi has yeah. the smarts. Yeah. What will this do for Naomi's career? Answer? Spoiler alert. Probably not very much. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Becky Lynch looked amazing, by the way. She had a really great um, WrestleMania-specific attire. Bailey had a, a WrestleMania-specific entrance attire. Sasha, I don't think, had any. Remember had Sasha a... had, like, the most grand yeah. entrance, like, last year and yeah, the year before? Yeah, she came before. out of the car one year. <laughs> she had Snoop Dogg one year. Yeah. I think she had a new jacket this year. Yeah, if that. For the most part, though, uh, they—if if there was one constant throughout the show—is that they really upped the ante when it comes to when it came to entrances and new attire for said entrances. Yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't all perfect, but um, it seemed like everybody had either new ring attire or entrance or, or right. There were some floaty kind of animations popping up from time to time. Yeah, which we saw first in the uh, first match on the main card, which was the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship: Seth Rollins versus The Miz versus Finn Balor. Seth, new ring gear, had some blue contacts. Yeah, he looked good. It was neat. Miz, new ring gear. Um, uh, and he had the, some sort of stuff popping up saying, like, awesome and main eventer and yeah, stuff so like that. Yeah, so they did this thing where the camera, you know, they, they, it, would, it was on like a... A long shot of the entrance ramp kind right, of. Right, and it would move. And then, they like, the computer graphics people... Thank God it wasn't the SmackDown people because it would just be like words. It is kind of like the, the three-dimensional renderings of those words popping up on screen. Yeah, from Miz kind of. Hey, man, if they had that on SmackDown, I'd probably be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's better than at least just plain two-dimensional text, text. 2D text. Yeah, exactly. So they did that for a couple entrances. Asuka, she had, like, her masks hovering in midair. That was really cool. I'm really disappointed they didn't have Braun's giant face yeah. hovering above everybody. Oh, the, the, uh, the, the, the 3D render of Triple H they used last year? Yeah. They should have just had that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. But he instead he had a fleet of motorcycles. Yes. Like, I, for some reason, predicted. 
Yeah. But they weren't Terminator driving. It wasn't Terminator. No, you mixed up yeah. his his two different entrances. <coughs> well, Thirty one and thirty. It's natural to want to mash those up. Uh, I guess so. Anyways, this was this was the this match was a great was, match. Well, I wouldn't say a great match. It was a good match. It was really good. It was good. The I still say quick. it wasn't. I I don't remember this being as good as their match a year ago at the. Uh, Here's an issue though. This is what part of it is, especially when we start doing streams of pay per views, we get flooded with a lot of stuff. We get a lot of super chats. We get a lot of questions, and there are times when we watch these shows where I don't feel like I can get be, I can pay as close attention to the match as I would like because I'm interacting with our friendos. Yeah. Um, and that might detract a bit. I, I give it a week. You sit down, you watch those two matches back to back. You'll be surprised how good the WrestleMania match was. Well, how about, well, here's the thing though. Have no fear. The guy who pays attention and can multitask completely is here. You, in fact, were not answering Steve here. You were not reading any super chats during the first exactly, half. Exactly. I was focusing exactly on the match. And I determined through great analytics and calculus that the match that we saw live at that raw was better. Same participants. Only it was for number one contendership at, for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, or was Dean in that match? It was a triple threat. It was. I can't remember if it was Dean or Miz. I think it was Dean. No, it was Miz. It was Miz. Hold on. I have it written down here. It was Miz, Seth, and uh, Finn. Don't carry on. I got it written down here. Anyways. No, it, look, it was a good match. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I liked Finn's entrance. He was going all in on the uh, uh, LGBT thing. Yeah. Uh, he was Rainbow Balor, but it was, it was like black uh, trunks. With rainbow trim, mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. that I thought it oh, looked it was really fantastic. cool. It yeah, was it was great. great. Um, <clears throat> so no, look, the match was fine. They did no, they did some interesting stuff. You're right. This probably was better than that. They had for for the spots, anyways. You had the coup de gras on top of Miz as he was pinning. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. I know because I have details. Uh, I remember. I'm a year things. older. I have my memories for crap. Exactly. Uh, Finn hit the coup de gras on Miz as he was pinning Seth. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Seth uh, hit a curb stomp, I think, on Finn. Onto Miz's back. Onto Miz's back. That was cool. So there were some cool mania spots. Yeah, that, I think like the pace of the Raw match was great, and there was some, there was some cool uh, wrestling, cool storytelling. I guess in this in this one, like the action was also nonstop. They just were more creative in the implementation of. Uh, 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 finishers and such, and using finishers to pick right, up pinfalls right. and whatnot. So yeah. Well, we're still recording. That here, was cool. So we're good. Um, I mean, at one point, uh, Miz puts Finn into figure four. Seth breaks it up, not with like a double axe handle or a kick, with a frog splash. Yeah. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a good way to start the show. High uh, intensity, high octane action. Fast pace, get the crowd in the show. In the end, uh, Seth, as you mentioned, hits that stomp on Finn on the Miz's back. Um, he follows that up with a stomp on the Miz. He wins. He is your new Intercontinental title title champion. Yeah. Like going into this, we thought if we had a power rank, the winners of this match, Seth would have been third. We thought. Oh Finn, yeah, we said Miz, there was Seth. zero chance he was going to get this. There was yeah. zero chance he was going to get this. I don't know if it was zero. It was like twenty percent. You gave twenty percent. I think I had him split with Miz like fifteen percent because I said Finn was going to Finn was at thirty. But in the end, your your final pick was was Miz to win. Yeah. In predictions. Yeah. In any event, I I thought for sure Seth was not going to win. Oh, this. by the way, congratulations on winning predictions between us. However, you did not win overall. Um, that honor goes to uh, Nick from Busted Wide Open Lucky in man. our uh, our Pick'em Challenge. He was victorious. Congratulations. He will be coming on the show at some point in the future and uh, and uh, talking. I never trash. really agreed to that. You, you agreed did. to that, so like he can come on the show while it's just you, and then you can just talk to him. I'm not going to do that. Anyways, what's the podcast called? Busted Wide Open? Busted Wide Open. Check it out. It's a yes. good podcast. Yes. Uh, so anyways, uh, next up we had probably... It might, it, it, I think another match gets the honor for most fun match. This is probably the best wrestling match yes. of the night. Yeah. Um, Charlotte versus Asuka. So I could have used another five minutes to this match. Specifically... <coughs> Okay, I'll start with the positive. I actually really like this match. I thought there was a lot of fun stuff. Oh, it was going really on. good. Um, it is some crazy stuff. The top rope Spanish fly. Oh was man, super unexpected. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I really like the interaction between Charlotte and Oscar. Charlotte had an amazing entrance where mm-hmm. she came in with harking back to the one that she joined Triple H. That's right, years ago. That's right, and she even Instagrammed a picture of her from that to sort of you know yeah. some, some foretelling. So that was kind of cool. Um, Oscar uh, lost. In the yeah. end, yeah. So that was weird. They were trying. They were kind of telling the story early on, um, or throughout the match, I should say. 
um, of, of Charlotte kind of working over Oscar's leg a bit. There's yeah. a spot where Charlotte does a moonsault, which she never seems to hit anymore. She does that. Oscar counters, puts her in a triangle. It was and great. Charlotte, yeah, that was it was great. great choreography. And then Charlotte reverses that into a double leg crab. Yeah. And uh, from there, kind of working the legs a bit. Um, there was that spot where Oscar suplexed Charlotte off the apron under the yeah. ring mat. That was stiff. Yeah, that was crazy. That was good. You mentioned the top rope Spanish fly, but yeah, in the end, um, um, <coughs> Charlotte gets the uh, the figure eight on Oscar, and Oscar taps. It's I just, surprising. I just feel like lose one of the recaps and give them three more minutes of drama during the finish itself. Yeah, the finish needed a bit more back and forth. Oscar reverses. Charlotte gets it back on. Oscar reverses. Kind of like Shawn Michaels, HBK. I'm sorry, uh, Shawn, Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania yeah. 21. How he was in the ankle lock for like ever. Or uh, Takeover, Shayna Baszler and uh, Ember Moon. Right, exactly, exactly. And we're gonna do a Takeover recap. It's coming tomorrow. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday later on Monday. Monday. Yeah. So, I I I understand. I I was obviously definitely surprised that they mm-hmm. that they had the streak end. Um, I did mention this though. I guess it makes sense in the in with the idea that if Oscar's streak was going to be broken, it's good that it was broken on the grandest stage mm-hmm. of them all. And if if anybody on the roster moment. now is going to break her streak, Charlotte is the right choice. And Charlotte is definitely the right choice. That being said, I wish they had waited another few months. They would have. They would have. They would have dug a hole. I mean, what are they going to do with it? Backlash or payback? Oh, I, or, I mean, the only other time you could really do it maybe is SummerSlam, but it needs to be a mania. It needs to be at mania, and they would have. it would have been a year waiting. I know, and that next year, I'm sure they want <coughs> Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. And we see what happens when, you know, yeah, streaks are just, streaks are, are tricky, man, because... You get to the point where you can kind of book yourself in the corner where you just can't have her lose, and... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's, right. and it, it, it makes sense and I understand why they did it. It still felt a little too soon for Oscar. No, I agree. I to agree lose. totally. But, you know, yeah. if they wanted to happen at Mania, which makes sense, they really had no other choice. Yeah, it was fairly shocking, though. Did not see that one coming. Mm-mm. Afterwards, uh, Oscar grabs a mic and says, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, she was. Yeah. Next up, we had uh, Bob Roode versus Rusev versus Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, by the way, came out. I loved his entrance most of all out of all four of these guys. Bobby Roode, I mean, dude, Bobby Roode's entrance is already mania ready. Yeah, no. You don't do anything different with that. Uh, Rusev, literally, his mania entrance special thing was Aiden English's haircut. Yeah. He, That's he, all he had. He cut all his hair off. Yeah, he had a he had a special-looking Aiden English. Otherwise, Rusev was wearing the same hoodie yeah. that he always wears. says, happy Rusev His day. gear looked, I think, updated. Yeah, yeah he had a red, white, and blue red right. gear. Uh, Jinder Mahal had, like, a band leader jacket. Oh, it was impressive. Uh, it was immaculate. He it was looked, fantastic. He looked great. Sunil was wearing some Indian garb. He looked great. Um, and then Jinder's hair is long enough now to be in a ponytail. I thought that looked cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. Randy Orton came down looking no jacket, no hoodie. Yeah, usually he has the hoodie. No entrance Tron with the snake. No. no zero. Everything about it just screamed obligation. Exactly. That's what it was. Exactly. He yeah. came out with ultimate lose face. <laughs> right. He was telegraphing the outcome of the match. The only question is, who was going to pin who? Right, exactly. Um, you knew Orton was not winning that belt. Even when he was setting up for some RKOs, he was trying to get the crowd involved. And he was like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Really? That's all you got? Yeah. Come on. It, it was like, he would, dude, Randy Orton's performance was like that of like a birthday clown who has been doing this for two years too long. Yeah. You know, he like went to Juilliard or something. Yeah, yeah. He's just waiting for his first breaks and go have a smoke. In the, right, in the, exactly, in the, yeah. In the alley or back saw, of the house. He saw something. a cute single mom at the party. <laughs> Anyways, there was a cool spot kind of when uh, Aiden English started to get involved. He ate an RKO. Rusev ate an RKO. Jinder ate an RKO. Uh, Randy tries to RKO rude. He reverses it into a glorious DDT. Yeah. But Jinder breaks up the pinfall, but in the end, Jinder hits a coloss on Rusev. Yeah. Pins him. New U.S. champion, Jinder Mahal. Jinder. Anyways. Um, uh, after that, probably the most fun match of the night. This was shockingly, really, re- I'm not going to say shockingly well booked because, you know, it's Triple H doing it. And, like, if you look back, like, his 31 match with Sting, mm-hmm. that was way overbooked. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seth Rollins match was a lot of fun mm-hmm. last year. The Roman match at 32, not so much. <coughs> that was a hot pile of garbage. Um, this match 
was a true coming out party for Ronda Rousey as a professional wrestler. She was amazing. She was amazing. There wasn't a boss to be found. There were no nerves to be found. Nope. Oh my God, she was good. She was confident. She was relaxed. She seemed comfortable. She was athletic. And Triple H, who just a year ago, maybe more. Oh yeah, completely poo-pooed the idea completely. of intergender wrestling returning to WWE. He flirted with it. He seems to be a little, you know, easing off that a little bit. Well, he was about to pedigree her ass. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey, uh, this was this was a fantastic. I love all your notes here. They're they're very. Eccentric. You can tell when a match is a lot of fun because I write a lot of notes. Right, exactly. Anyways, the first kind of uh, story it started out with Triple H and Kurt Angle going at it. Um, Triple H having the upper hand. Angle trying to get the hot tag to Ronda. There's this one spot where uh, Triple H goes to punch Angle. Angle evades the punch, gets out of the way, and Triple H comes like this close to hitting Stephanie. That's always the story with him and Stephanie. He almost always punches her. Or knocks her through a table or something. Anyways, uh, later on, Angle's in position for the hot tag. Steph runs around the ring, pulls Ronda off the apron. No hot tag for for Kurt Angle. Eventually, yes, hot tag. Ronda sprints to Stephanie and starts destroying her. Um, She sets up for an armbar. Stephanie counters. Um, and then Stephanie rakes uh, Ronda's eyes. Out of desperation, she yeah. starts jabbing her eyes. Um, Ronda hits a, a slam of some sort. It's kind of like uh, part Samoan drop, part what Buddy Murphy does. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, Ronda goes for the pin. Triple H pulls the ref out. And then Triple H pulls Ronda out of the ring. Yeah. We're like, whoa. Yeah, putting hands on her. Yeah. Uh, Triple H back body drops. Uh, there's a... a, a Angle sets up Triple H on the announce table. Mm-hmm. Triple H reverses, ends up tossing uh, Angle onto the announce table. He gets in the ring. Ronda's like, come on. At first, oh, man. he laughs it off. Yeah. And he's like, all right. And Drake, uh, the, the ref, is saying, no, 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 no. Triple H literally like grabs him and walks him to the corner. Basically, you know, big dogs him. Says, just don't get in my way, yeah. please. Goes over to Ronda. Ronda unleashes a flurry of punches on him. And he was selling great. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to, I think for a lot of people, it's difficult to sell fast punches because, like, you want it to. You just end up look like you're doing this. Right, exactly. But his was borderline cartoonish, but also very effective, mm-hmm. especially for this match. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, Ronda gets the upper hand. She uh, deadlifts Triple H, uh, like a fireman's carry position. Right. Steph comes that from behind. Was, that was so slight. Dude, she had him oh, up she there. She deadlifted him with ease, it looked like, too. Uh, Steph pulls Triple H off of Ronda's back, and then Stephanie pushes Ronda uh, they, uh, in the outside right into the ring post. And by the way, the crowd was eating it up. Oh, this was The great. crowd was yeah. huge. I mean, this is probably the most crowd was in any, into any match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, action goes back into the ring. Angle gets Triple H in uh, Olympic Slam, hits it. Triple H kicks out. Um, there's a spot shortly after that where Steph tries to kick Kurt. Kurt catches her foot. And he's, he's looking around. The crowd starts chanting, yes, they want him to, you know, give her a good throttling. And he shrugs, puts her in the, uh, in the ankle, ankle lock. lock. Yep, that was good. Um, Triple H gets uh, Stephanie out of that situation, hits uh, Angle with a, with a pedigree. Ronda comes in right in the nick of time. Yeah. Breaks up the pinfall. Again, like perfect timing. Yeah. You know, like that was better timing than I've seen in a lot of actual pro wrestling matches with yeah. veteran pro wrestlers. Yeah. Um, and then Ronda puts Triple H in an arm bar. Yeah, that was and then rad. Steph comes up from behind her, rear naked choke. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Ronda reverses it, gets an arm bar on her. Steph tries to block. Um, Triple H is in the ankle lock. Um, uh, Stephanie's in the arm bar. Um, trip, like, it's, it's, it's like the revival DIY stuff. Uh, Triple H reaches out and grabs Stephanie's hand so she won't tap. Right, yeah. Um, and eventually Triple H manages to kick Kurt off of him and sends him right into Ronda. Yeah. Um, uh, but in the end, uh, there's this great spot where Ronda has the advantage over Steph. He's, Steph's trying to hold her hands together to not get armbarred. Yeah. And Ronda like wrapped her arm around like this and was ready just to put the torque on it to break the grip. Yeah. She's talking trash to her the whole oh, time. Oh, it's great. And then with one fluid motion, she brings her arm back around. Looks like in a slightly awkward position. Yeah. And just cranks back. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Steph taps immediately. Immediately taps out. Great performance from, from Ronda Rousey. If this is just the very beginning of what she's going to do, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Absolutely. Can I can only imagine with more experience, she's going to get better and better it's and better. It's been pitch, yeah, more experience, more confidence. It's been pitch perfect. And and I love, I love that one of the shots they got during the celebration of the end was Dana White cheering Dana, cheering uh, Ronda Rousey on mm-hmm. front row. I thought that was great. I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. 
So um, yeah, I, it was I, I was I was surprised. Mm-hmm. This was not anywhere near what it could have been. They have really worked with her. She yeah. obviously is very enthusiastic about it. My God, she did a pro wrestling match. I'll say better than D'Angelo Williams, better than Lawrence Taylor, better than a lot of those other athletes who have said better than Jack. You know, he didn't really do much. Yeah. But uh, I thought this was this was special. Well, I thought, I thought, you know, just as much as the physical performance aspect of it, I thought she was an effective storyteller. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Especially when that, end, that yes. end spot where she was ready to crank on Stephanie's arm. And win that match, she just she was relishing it. She was right. enjoying yeah. what she was doing, and it was all in her face, and it was all in the tone of her voice. It was her fantastic. timing was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her timing was great. Uh, then I left to yeah. get some to you get, get, a get a power a cord. Power cord. So I'll fill you in on what happened next. Next was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the New Day versus the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Now, it was no secret that the Bludgeon Brothers were probably going to pick up the win in this match, and in fact, they did. This was a predictable one. Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty short. Um Xavier Woods got powerbombed in the ring post by the Bludgeon Brothers. Wow. Um, both New Day and the Usos mounted some offense here and there. There's a lot of super kicks from the Usos. Um, Big E kept trying to get one of the Bludgeon Brothers in position to hit either the big ending or uh, Midnight Hour. Um, but in the end, um, Bludgeon Brothers uh, hit a second rope powerbomb on Kofi, I believe. Um, to pick up the win, they are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Did they have any special? What was New Day's entrance like? Was it? Oh, so uh, they had some of the the graphic stuff, mm-hmm. pancakes, and they had. Um, so they came up to the ramp, and then they had uh, a bunch of, I guess, little people. Okay, sure. With pancake outfits. Oh. Okay. Run out. Interesting. Okay. Well, in 20 years, that'll be viewed as offensive. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I also missed this, and I'm totally going to go back and watch it tonight. Yes. It's just we didn't have to, I didn't have time to do it. So uh, at some point during the, the show prior to this, I, I missed it. I guess a referee went to Cena. And... Oh, by the way, they were totally doing the thing that we suggested the entire time, just seeing it hanging out. Oh, he was in beer. jeans and T-shirt drinking. Yeah. Well, the, during the pre-show, during the, yeah, all the lead-up to this year. Yeah, the half-empty beer. Um, uh so uh, apparently at some point early on the show, I missed it. The ref goes to Cena and says, hey, Undertaker's here. Right. So he hightails it backstage, I guess, to get prepped for his match. Anyways, yeah. His music hits. He runs down the ring, does his usual entrance stuff. There's a, a ref in the ring. Bell rings. Uh, and they announce the match is going to happen. Um, and then a second ref runs down and starts talking to Cena. And Cena just goes, what? And he's, he's upset. He grabs the, the ref by the collar. Yeah. He's angry. Uh-oh, apparently Undertaker's not there. But lights go out. Crowd's like, ooh. Wait for that gong to hit. Yeah. No. No. It's Elias. Oh, nice. With guitar. Good. Um, so he's, you know, talking about Cena, uh, saying, you know, the, I know who you're expecting, and I am not that man, but I am better than that man. Oh, man. Elias putting himself that's, over, saying he's better amazing. than Undertaker. Saying that's he's, great. His, his athletic prowess is better than the Undertaker. He goes on and on. So he gets in the ring. He tells Cena to get out. Cena goes back to his seat. Elias starts singing. Okay. Um, and then he talks some trash to Cena and says, essentially, um, everybody here is like a, like Cena. They all suck. Um, Cena hops the barricade, goes in, attacks Elias. Elias eats an AA. Um, they start playing Cena's music. He walks up the ramp. About halfway up, the music stops, and he kind of looks around. He's like, that's weird. Lights go down. Um, spotlight in the ring. And there is Undertaker's hat and jacket from last year, sitting in the middle of the ring oh, under a single wow. spotlight. Oh, interesting. And then <laughs> lightning. Whoa. Lightning. I really wish you just made all of this up. I mean, it's pretty good if you I should did. have just made up a bunch. Of, I know exactly. Lightning hits the the jacket and hat. Lights go out again. Lights come back on, or the spotlight comes back on. The hat and the jacket are now gone. Ooh! If somebody was in attendance and can tell us what happened, if like a ref went in there and grabbed Probably. it, or they have like some fishing wire, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it just moves. So lights are out. The gong hits. Ooh. You know, the arena is now flooded in blue light. There's yeah, sure. flames shooting up from the stage. Yeah. Um, Undertaker is there. He walks out. <coughs> um, he's a dead man, not American badass. Bummer. Yeah. Um, uh, at this point, Cena's back in the ring. And I'm honestly surprised you didn't get to your house, pick up what you need, and come back by the time the Undertaker walked down to the ring. Yeah. It, it took a long time. Yeah. Well, Anyways, it took a three-hour crap, so. Oh, that's that what you That's what happened. Well, it's not moving day. Why would you take that long on the, on the pooper? It's a, every day is moving day, man. I guess it's like so. Rusev day. All right. Anyways, 
It was move out of office day. I guess so. Move into office day or out of your old office. Anyways, uh, Undertaker versus Cena. It's happening. And it was an absolute squash match. Nice. I think Cena got off one uh, belly-to-back suplex. Um, was setting up. He reversed the choke slam in the belly-to-back. Was setting up for a five-knuckle shuffle. Yeah. Undertaker sits up. Cena puts the brakes on all scared. Uh, Undertaker choke slams him. He hits a couple more times. Tombstone. Cena loses. Okay. It's a matter of five minutes. Awesome. Absolute squash. Undertaker so. looked good. He looked refreshed. <coughs> he seemed like he was moving much better than he was last year. I don't know if he got that hip surgery or not. All right. Looked to be in decent shape. All right. So... Uh, if, if this is kind of a reset button for Undertaker, that's interesting. I don't know how many more or manias he's going to have in him. Maybe there's, this is kind of like a, a, a preview of what we can expect next Isn't year. Isn't that kind of interesting that they can do a thing now? They can extend it so that you can get Undertaker every year, but just every other year is a real match. It's gonna it's a real match, and the other years is a are, preview for like, match. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, if it extends uh, his 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 in-ring career, yeah, and that's what he wants to do, and he can like, still perform it at a decently high level. His streak is a big who cares anymore. So, yeah, if he's comfortable, if he's doing it, he's mm-hmm. a big marquee match. Yep. Who cares? You said he moved better. I'm going to watch that tonight when I go home. Yeah. Or tomorrow morning, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, that's fun. Um, next up, the Hall of Fame recap. I am not sad I missed this. <laughs> that thing was five and a half hours long. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch a lick of it. But I want to go. I want to watch uh, Mark Henry's speech. That's the one I really want to watch. He was wearing the salmon jacket. I know that makes me happy. I know. Um, no, I know. I I wouldn't mind seeing that, but am I actually going to sit down and watch it? Probably not. You know, I might if I have some time to kill. There you go. Maybe now that we're in the office, we'll pop it on while we're yeah, doing some we're work. doing some other stuff. Yeah, exactly. See. Uh, next, after that kind of brief intermission, the return of Daniel Bryan. <sighs> this was fantastic. This was a lot of fun. This was so much fun. So uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan come out first. Um, Kevin and Owens and Sami Zayn's music hits, but they end up attacking Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon from behind in the ring, unexpected. Yep. Uh, Daniel Bryan's on the outside of the ring. Sami hits the haluva kick, and then Kevin Owens power bombs Daniel Bryan on the apron. Yeah. The medical team comes out. They bring out a stretcher and a backboard. They prepare to take Daniel Bryan backstage for medical attention. Meantime, Owens and Zayn focus their attack on Shane, mm-hmm. who's selling uh, a hurt tummy. You know, he... Uh, diverticulitis. Diverticulitis, staph infection, and then uh, a hernia of some sort. Yeah. So he'd do a few moves. And I'd, I'll say this. If, you know, Shane was legitimately in the hospital for a couple of days and was fighting a staph infection, he's moving really well. Yeah, no kidding. He had a bruised belly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, Owens and Zane, knowing that his tummy was compromised, mm-hmm. focused their attack. They focused their attack on his belly. On his tummy. Right. The belly area. The tummy area. Right, the belly. The tummy zone. <laughs> Nonetheless, Shane, uh, at one point, uh, Sami Zayn's in the tree of woe. Yeah. Um, Shane does coast to coast, hits it. The good. Relatively easily, too. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. He was moving really we had well a, for a guy who was just in the hospital. We had really a whole impressive. discussion on, like, who in the back, who in the locker room, you think, can hit a coast to coast? Because I think it's kind of an overrated move. I think that Could be. A, a lot of, like a, like, a little bit of athleticism can get you there. Like, uh, uh, to, to up to 250. Up to 250 pounds with a, a bit of athleticism can do it. You think so? Yeah. If you're over that, it's kind of hard, you know, because, you, you know, gravity and stuff. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that. Shane right. hit it, though, so good for him. Yeah, he hits it on a regular basis. <coughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Kevin Owens hits a frog splash on Shane. And then out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan hits the ring, breaks up the pin. Nice. Daniel Bryan gets a hot tag, starts laying out Zane and Owens. Um Daniel Bryan hits a missile drop kick from the top rope to Sami Zayn for a brief moment and like grabs his head. I don't know if that was a story beat. I, I think it was. I think he I think he grabbed his head for a story beat. Yeah. I was joking though. I was like, he's gonna go get an impact testing. They're like, during that one match, you got eight concussions, and uh, by the way, your neck is broken. Yeah. Um anyways, he hit a top rope hurricane rana. Not sure why that's a funny Sami Zayn. No, it's not it's, funny. It's not funny at all. It's not funny at all. It's a man's career and family. Um Sami Zayn hits a haluva kick on Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan kicks out. Yeah. Kevin Owen hits a pop-up powerbomb on him. Daniel Bryan kicks out. And uh, then I asked you, where is Daniel Bryan going to be this time next year? I said WWE champion. WWE champion. One ring of honor. WWE yeah, champion. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. Um, get some yes kicks from Daniel Bryan to Sami Zayn. Get a knee plus. Yes lock on Zayn. Sami taps out. Team Daniel and Shane win. Kevin Owen Sami Zayn are fired or moving to Raw. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they again, they didn't specify... 
after the first time that Shane said you're fired from the WWE, mm-hmm. they didn't specify that now if you get fired, you can't go to Raw. I, there's a million different ways they can write this so they stay on SmackDown or Raw or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, but, you know, apparently they're fired. Yeah, it'd be cool if they, like, actually took three or four months off <laughs> WWE programming and, like, went to Ring of oh, Honor or PWG. Know. El Generico comes back to PWG. Oh, that'd be great. <clears throat> Steam, that'd be Steam goes back to fantastic. Ring of Honor. I know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Just for a little bit. I think they reformed the Mount Rushmore. They can't. No. They're all in NXT. Yeah, Adam Cole's in NXT. Except for the Young Bucks, yeah. Anyways, that was a great moment. Uh, Daniel Bryan went ringside, you know, gave uh, his wife, Brie, yeah. a kiss and a hug. Oh, that was great. A very, a very sweet so moment. so lovely. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after that, fight for your dreams or they will fight against you. That's what he says. Fight for your dreams or they will turn on you with a shiv in a back alley. No. In this back alley. The second part you didn't get right. Next. Hey, Hilton, keep it down over there. Hilton's definitely not here. He's peeing during our podcast over there. He lives in a back alley now. The myth of Hilton just grows and grows. Exactly. Um, next, Alexa. It sinks and sinks further into I the know. depths. I know. At a certain point, it's going to get so uh, uh, ridiculous. People are like, now you're just taking things too far. It's impossible. It's impossible. This new era, this new office era is when we start tuning out. <laughs> I like home office area. Yes. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax was next for the Raw women's title. Um, even before the bell rang. Nia just went right up to Mickey James and beat the heck out of her. Oh my God! All around the ringside, hit a Samoan drop on the outside, and Mickey James did a great job of selling it as if she was simply a sack of potatoes being dropped oh, by yeah, Nia. Oh yeah, especially Jax. when Nia was just swinging her into the barricade. By the time the Samoan drop hit, she was just like, I know, out completely. It was awesome. It was it was pretty great. Of course, Nia um, established dominance early in the match, um, and then uh, Bliss, whenever she was in trouble. She would just go after Nia's eyes. Yeah. Thumb, finger. Yeah. You know, gouge at him, whatever. And then once she had the upper hand, she would take that moment to start working on Nia's legs. There was mm-hmm. a point where a spot where Nia had her foot kind of caught up on the ropes. Alexa Bliss, Bliss stomped on her knee, um, hoping to compromise Nia's leg. And it came into play throughout the match. I thought this was one of the more, in, in, especially with how relatively inexperienced both these wrestlers are. I thought this was one of the more creatively booked matches, yeah. and I thought it was one of the more entertaining matches, to be yeah, honest with you. I, I, thought it was, I didn't think it was bad at all. <coughs> that was pretty good. Um, Alexa hits Twisted Bliss on Nia. She was on the top rope. Nia was on the outside. That was great. Um, Bliss hits a DDT, but Nia kicks out. Um, but the finish saw Nia um, with Bliss on her shoulders, climbed to the second rope, hit the and drop, picks up the win. New yeah. Raw Women's Champion. I'm happy they had Nia win. It, it might not be the build that we had really wanted. I mean, I was just, just literally just thinking in my head, man, what if they did like a cool, like another like festival of friendship type thing mm-hmm. where like they were as a team, like super dominant. And, but Alexa realized the inevitable was going to happen. Nia was going to get her title shot and had like a couple of people turn on her I because know. of that. I know there are any number of ways they could have written this without going to the mean girls. Well, yep. So what a bummer. Next, the ma- uh, a match that was somewhat disappointing, but a post-match segment that was outstanding. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles in a rematch from their Wrestle Kingdom 10 Classic. Uh, like you said, a bit on the underwhelming side. So they took a little bit too much getting to know you time. Uh, I, I don't Do you have it up? Like, how long was this match? Um, it was pretty relatively short. I think it was only about... I'll say 15 minutes. 15? 15 sounds oh, right. No, it was 20. It was 20 minutes. Okay, it's a 20 minute match. Um, yeah, a lot of that seemed to be get to know you as you put yeah. it, whereas these, these two guys should know each other pretty well. Right, exactly. And it wasn't like a feeling out, like a, a strategic thing it didn't feel like. It just felt like they were really front loading the, the this match with, I don't want to say filler, but well, just like establishing. Standard WWE. Yeah. Somebody said this in, in, the, in the live stream chat. They said, this is kind of a, a, a WWE, a WWE, you know, uh, paint by numbers match. Yeah, you know, and my response was, "Well, just wait till the finish," because I'm sure that you know. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it did start picking up. They started trading some forearms, and the physicality grew. The, the violence, pace, the, the pace, pace quickened, picked up, um, and so it did. It did, you know, get quicker and it did get more intense. 
Um, AJ ended up in a uh, a triangle, right? Well, here let's talk about uh, <coughs> let's talk about that before that. There was a spot where Nakamura hits a move called the landslide. I guess that's what Corey Graves called it. Okay. Um, looks like he dropped AJ more or less right in the top of his head. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Mike Kyoto goes in for the pin, so he slides in, mm. puts his hand down. That was weird. Yeah. It seemed like a one count. Yeah. Hit two. Hit three, three, and then raise his hand again, and then AJ kicked out. Yeah. And we were like, and see everybody like and the crowd started chanting something. I yeah, don't there know was what. a buzz going on amongst the crowd about that being kind of off. Um, uh, shortly after that, AJ starts working over Nakamura's knee. He kicks him in the inside of the leg, gets right. him in a calf crusher, right. and Nakamura reverses the calf crusher into a triangle. Um, and then AJ reverses the triangle into some sort of, oh, driver. So that's where he really dropped him on his head, was when he reversed the triangle into that weird kind of. Right, driver yeah. type. Thing. That was weird. Um, AJ hits a phenomenal form. Nakamura kicks out. That was cool. Um, Nakamura gets his knees up during uh, springboard four fifty. Goes to the pin. AJ kicks out at two, and then uh, Nakamura um, gets uh, Styles in the position for a Kinshasa. Yeah. Instead, AJ reverses that into a Styles clash. Picks up the win. Yeah. So it only took one Styles <sighs> clash to beat Nakamura. Whereas at Wrestle Kingdom, it took a well. He ate. One at least kicked out of it, mm-hmm. but it took two Kinshasas right to finish off AJ in that match. That sounds right. One in yeah. the front, and one in the back. Of the yeah, head. I remember it happening. Anyways, they it, the, the first part of this match had a lot of kind of it felt like feeling out, mm-hmm. you know, just like some basic strikes. There was some some headlocks and some chin locks and stuff, yeah. stuff that wasn't necessarily prevalent in the Wrestle Kingdom match. All the cool stuff happened after the pinfall. Yes. So they give uh, they uh, Nakamura kind of intercepts the ref on his way to give AJ the title the actual belt so he takes the title turns around gets down on one knee us thinking oh out of a sign of respect the crowd starts chanting the crowd really like that and he raises up to aj aj obviously looks a little bit uncomfortable and he sort of you know says hey whatever he's gonna say and then he gets the title looks at it yano low blow chaos is back yeah Nakamura um, heel turn a proper heel turn it was fantastic yeah so uh aj you know selling the low blow and in, in uh, a, a kind of a moment reminiscent of Nakamura's match against Kota Bushi at Wrestle Kingdom 9, where has this great spot, I love it, where Kota has his head kind of on the apron, and, and Nakamura's just, like, kicking him in the head. Yeah. But not just, like, straight kicking him, putting his foot in his face and, like, scraping his right. face with yeah, his boot. yeah, yeah. And so he was doing that to AJ until AJ would roll into the apron, until he got outside of the ring, so it was a combination of, like, scraping his face with boot and then kicking him and just in the head and the back yeah. and the body. Yeah. AJ rolls out. Mike Kyoto tries to intervene, tells Nakamura to back off, um, keeps doing it. Eventually, he backs off for a bit. <coughs> AJ gathers himself, starts to get up. Nakamura hits him with the Kinshasa. Yeah. Great. Oh, it was fantastic. Great. Now, we have a Nakamura with a purpose, with something to do, and this something is what we had wanted all along, mm-hmm. a true program with mm-hmm. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So, and it's funny because so many of you great super chatters were, you know, immediately throwing, you know, your $2, $5 super chat saying, this is crap. Vince is burying the New Japan guys, you know, between this and Asuka, what is Vince doing? Uh, well, when this happened, they started coming in again. I retract that statement. Never mind. Wow, that was cool. Nakamura heel. Crowd's eating it up. It gives us something interesting. Hopefully, hopefully the creative on this lives up to what it can be mm-hmm. lately on SmackDown. That has not been the case. I am, I am pessimistic, but I will see what they have. Yes. I will, I will wait and see what they have. Hockey, arrogant Nakamura is great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been a long time coming. He's been a face ever since he's been in NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, hopefully this is, hopefully this is going to be something amazing. I hope so. You know, um, next the bar, um, enters on a Mardi Gras float. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, They have some new jackets. I noticed that. (coughs) So, okay, hold on. When they were starting to do the video packages, when we realized that uh, AJ Nakamura was going on third to last, okay, chat started lighting up. We were talking about it. We're like, oh, you know, what they're, they're putting the raw tag titles on after this, you know, what's going on with that? Well, then we realized, okay, well, that just means that is going to be a filler match. It's going to be... It's going to be a fun match. It's going to be something goofy. To go in between two matches with, like, some heat, A little bit weird. Exactly. A little bit weird. A little bit fun. 
We had no idea we would be introduced to the new youngest WWE champion of all time, Nicholas. Nicholas. So, uh, so as I mentioned, Fee Bar comes out on a Mardi Gras float with some people with like giant heads and stuff. They Partying don't actually have giant heads. Those no, 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 masks. Yeah. Okay, just make sure you know. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Um, so Fee Bar makes their way to the ring, but the float and people with the giant head masks remain on the stage. Right. Braun comes out. Um, he gets in the middle of the float, does his Braun. Scares all the revelers. They start I, they, running they down the ramp. They all cartoonishly ran away. Yeah, yeah. They went like this and ran away with and their then, heads. And then Braun pushes the float off the stage. Yeah. And then Braun gets on the mic and says, I know <coughs> I, uh, I Thebar. You you've been waiting to know who my partner is, but I decide I'm going to wait till New Orleans to, yeah. to announce it because it's one of you. And he starts pointing the audience. One of you or one of you or one of you or one of you. And then he starts walking through the crowd yeah. trying to find his partner. Yeah. And then he finds Nicholas. It's a little boy. Um, and uh, it, it was a little weird. He says, "Nicholas, come on." I mean, it was a feel-good moment, an odd one, but uh, he brought Nicholas to the ring with him. The ref should have stopped it on the spot. Kurt Angle, GM Raw, should have come out and said, "Vince McMahon, CEO of the company, should have come out and said, this is legal. It's, yeah. you can't do this. We need at least he needs to have his parents sign a hold harmless agreement. Yes, and even at that, I think it's probably child neglect of some sort. Anyways, it's a fairy tale story." Nicholas stands on the corner. Braun obviously uh, takes on uh, Thebar himself. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they get. Uh, this is great. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Braun hit a fun splash on both members of Thebar. <coughs> so that was awesome. That was great. And then he turns to the corner and he gets. He makes the hot tag to Nicholas. Yeah. Nicholas, Nicholas gets in the ring. He, st- he across the ring from him is Cesaro. Cesaro was about to jack him, dude. Yeah, he, uh, Nicholas turns around and tags Braun back in. Yeah, smart move on his part. Yeah, Braun just power slams Cesaro, pins him. The great thing is at one point when Cesaro had the upper hand on Braun, he started pointing at Nicholas and started running him oh, down. Oh, I know. That was great. Um, Braun power slams Cesaro. Braun and Nicholas are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Yes. So and- is Nicholas going to go on a full house show schedule? Oh, man, I think, you know, he's already been training at the, you know, Dirt Sheets already saying he's been training at the Performance Center. Oh, I didn't Center. hear that. <laughs> I would think at the least it's got to be a, a Brock schedule, right? Um, no, I, from what I hear, from what I hear, it's going to be... Full-time? Do you remember Dean like two years ago? Oh, yeah, like 200 matches? Yeah. Crazy. All the matches. That's going to be the... It's gonna, they're going to call it the Nicholas schedule because it's wow. going to be the most grueling schedule because he still has to finish like the sixth grade. No, it was ridiculous. I t- I said this during the stream. Like, I kind of felt like that should have been a Braun thing on the tail end of his career, not on his ascension. Okay, this is interesting. According to Bodyslam.net, Nicholas is referee John Cone's son. No kidding. He was the man that was refereeing that match. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so good. Wow. That should be our thumbnail for this mania. Who is Nicholas? <laughs> Broke, that was courtesy it. of cage side seats. Courtesy of cage that, side uh, seats. This up here. <coughs> so yeah, Nicholas is now a tag champion. Didn't see that one coming. No. Uh, Finally, our main event. Here we go. It's Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. We thought this was the gimme of the night. Yeah. We gave <clears throat> our pick of Roman Reigns winning utmost confidence, 13 confidence points. All the confidence All points. All of it. Highest possible number of confidence yeah. points. And yet... We shouldn't, I guess, not have been so confident. No, we should have been completely confident because it made perfect sense for Roman Reigns. I know, but remember who's booking this stuff, man. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll go through the match and we'll talk about what this means. If I mean, I, I love that. I, see, that was a little test for you. What? Out of all the choices of coasters that Jerry Shirt sent us, you went with Nash. Not just Nash. Very, old Nash. Old Man Nash. Old Man Nash. Very interesting. You had a choice between Old Man Nash, Bullet Club logo, uh, Scott Hall. And uh, Papa Shango. And Papa Shango. Interesting. Not sure what I would have chosen if I just had them splayed out in front of me. Every day I get more and more insight into my best what friend. What does this mean? Is that the person? <coughs> is that a personality test? I yeah, it is. I have to think about it. I got to do some more research. I have to do some real calculus into it. Okay, good. Anyways, let's talk about this match if we must. Um, if we must. So the story was pretty much early on. Uh, Lesnar would dole out punishment 
Reigns would try to respond. So. Brock Lesnar's greatest hits. Yeah, pretty much. It felt like a combination of the WrestleMania 31 match, match with a little bit of Lesnar versus Orton at SummerSlam yeah. a couple years back, yeah. but an abridged version of that. Yeah, cliff notes. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, like, Lesnar hit three straight German suplexes. Reigns responds with three Superman punches. Um, it seemed like early on, Lesnar just kind of throwing Reigns around a bit willy-nilly. He kind yeah. of dropped him on his head with a belly a belly to belly suplex and overhead yeah. one. Lesnar seemed uh, slow and uh, lazy, somewhat careless. Careless, yeah, careless, yeah. Um, and then there was a spot where uh, I, I'm not sure what he's trying to do. He like tears the top off one announce table and then throws Roman face first into the other announce table. Yeah. So I don't know. It was awkward. It was weird. Um, Reigns like spears Lesnar kind of over the announce table. <laughs> Um, hits two spears in the ring, and then Brock kicks out. And then Lesnar just proceeds to hit, like, a ton of F5s. He hit one, Reigns kicks out. Hits another, Reigns kicks, Reigns kicks out. He hits another, another kick out from Reigns. So that's three F5s. Yeah. They take the action to the outside. Uh, Lesnar F5s him through a table. Right. Uh, another F5 in the ring, Reigns kicks out. Now, like on paper, this sounds, like, not exciting at all. It was even less so watching it. The crowd, at a couple instances, Sounds started uh, expressing their this dissatisfaction. This is awful. Yes, they were, that was one. Boring. And they started chanting CM Punk. At one point, yeah, the CM Punk chant, chant came out. Sounds cool. Um, but yes, this was awful. This is awful. Um, and then Lesnar takes his gloves off and does the Randy Orton spot on him, where he mounts him and starts dropping forearm and elbows on it and busts Roman and open. And obviously just tries to bust him open. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that was... That was booked. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. sure. Sort of like an Orton just, match, it was booked, but you ended up concussing Randy Orton. It's really not safe, though. No. Anyways, Reigns is just pouring blood out of his head. Oh, it's big time, man. Yeah, he's bleeding a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, this this lit a fire under Roman Reigns. He hits two spears, mm-hmm. yet Brock's kick, Brock kicks out. Yeah. He goes for another spear. Brock catches him. F5. Brock retains the universal title in confusing fashion. Mike, why? Is he going to resign? We've heard that his contract expires. We also heard there was some sort of option that would keep him signed on through August. August. So I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, Yeah, and not in a good way. No, it it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't surprising. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. Take it back to WrestleMania 31. Before Seth Rollins cashed in, Roman and Brock were actually telling a good story. For some reason these days, when it comes to big Roman matches like this, for example, when it came down to him and Bra- uh, and Braun down to the wire, oh, elimination, elimination chamber, chamber yeah. it all of a sudden turns into because Roman. Here's the thing: Roman's a good wrestler. He can wrestle in really, really good matches with good opponents and good booking. Mm-hmm. The problem is when they have him fighting these monsters. When they had him do the Braun thing, it turns into Roman gets ragdolled. Lol, Roman wins. Mm-hmm. So he just gets massacred. And then, in no dramatic fashion whatsoever, hits his finish and wins. Yeah. Well, I told you during the stream, it felt like Vince watched <coughs> Gargano Ciampa from TakeOver the previous night and said, well, Gargano's kicking out of everything, so why can't we just have Roman do that? Right, exactly. Whereas there was a story going into that whole match, yeah, Gargano yeah, and yeah. Ciampa, and there was and, a reason Gargano was, had to kick out of those moves. And it was a master class in in-ring storytelling. Uh, Dan, Nerd Cubed tweeted out, I don't even know who these guys are, and this match is amazing. You don't have to know even the story going into it because the story they told in the ring was so damn good. Mm -hmm. With Brock and Roman, like you said, it just felt like, you know, Brock's greatest hits. It felt like you go into WWE 2K18, you make a custom match where everybody starts out with five finishers. And that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. The exact same thing. That's exactly how it felt. So, Brock Lesnar is still your universal champion. I will say this. It was unpredictable. But predictability and paying off aren't the only things. Like, okay, so you you swerved us. We all thought Roman was going to win. And then he didn't. But you didn't make it any more interesting by not having Roman win, mm-hmm. it would it would it still would have if if it was the same match only Roman kicked out of that last F five, delivered two more spears, three more Superman punches, and two more spears after that, and would have won. 
it would have been like, okay, cool. Now at least we can move on and see yeah. what's next. Yeah. I guess we are. The question is still, what's next? Did you know Dana White being front row? Was he helping out an old friend negotiate? Was he helping the WWE? Is was Dana White's complicit complicity in this opening the door for Brock to have one more match in UFC during his next contract with WWE? I don't know. I don't know. There's probably some sort of interesting story behind it that we're going to find out. But the bottom line is the biggest belt in the WWE, the, the, the most valued title in the WWE, the Universal Championship, is still in this weird Brock Lesnar limbo mm-hmm. where we kind of know what we're going to get. And I liked moving on from that. I like the idea of moving on from that. There is the idea of, is the Roman experiment over? Is Brock going to move on to somebody else? That is still an open question. I think that's yeah. that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Um, and so that might happen. Does Vince want to keep on going with Brock for as long as he has him signed to really build up a Bruno-esque type run with this title? I mean, yeah, as, I as Bruno-esque as you can get in this day and age. It's funny, man. It's like it's when you look at what they're doing with Okada in New Japan and what they're doing with Brock here in the WWE. Oh, no. It's it's so superficially the same thing. Same guy keeps the title, keeps winning. But with Okada, every match tells a story. Every match is something different and adds layers and complexity and something new to his story, to his arc. Here's what it is. To, to the landscape of the rest of the company with Brock, it's just... Here's what it is. is. is Brock is carrying that belt due to the air of legitimacy he has because he is, you know, has history as a fighter. Yeah. Whereas uh, Okada's reign is legitimate because of all the reasons you said. Yeah. He was taking on a variety of opponents and defeating them in the end in highly dramatic fashion. So his his title, like Brock, we're supposed to think Brock's title reign is legitimate because he's like the baddest dude in WWE, whereas Okada's reign is legitimate because he has earned that the right to be called the baddest dude in New Japan yeah. because he has beaten everybody. Right. You, you know, okay, so let's take two Stallone movies. All right. Okay? Let's take Rambo 3. All right. And then let's take Rocky 1. All right. Okay. Rocky wouldn't lose. Rocky was believable to an extent. If you watch the first Rocky movie, it's almost an art house flick. Oh, yeah. Super low budget. Yeah. Fascinating story. Really gritty. A guy who couldn't lose, but you see his heart. Rambo 3 shot like a thousand men and didn't take one lick. You know what I mean? And Rambo 3 is Brock Lesnar and Rocky 1 is Okada. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. Like, take a look at both those movies, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, with this one, with Rambo 3, we know that movies are fake. We understand that they're fake. But when you get so ridiculous with it, we don't give a damn. I know. With Rocky, the the first Rocky movie, and to a degree the second one, and me personally the third one, Rocky comes across as so realistic you know, he starts off as a thug on the docks, you know, uh, and he's just a chump with a dream who gets plucked out of obscurity. To fight the champ. To fight the champ. And you f- you understand his story. You feel his story. You see him grow and develop. And then he ends up, like, you know, the, the beating the, all of the Russians or whatever. That was in the fourth one. I know. But he didn't, he didn't even win in the first movie. Spoiler alert. I know. He lost. Exactly. He Until lost. the second one where he beat Apollo Creed. Exactly. But in the first one, he only lost he lost uh dude oh, it was a it was a it was a decision loss, wasn't it? Yeah. He wouldn't stay down. And him losing but not staying down was his win. Mm-hmm. Because no one gave him a chance. <laughs> exactly. And so, granted, it's not Okada's story. No, but, but I, my point is yeah. You know, the Rocky story is fascinating because it gives us a journey of a character, the same as Okada. Brock Lesnar is just Hollywood crap, which, okay, so if Brock Lesnar F5'd me, as long as I didn't hit my head and, and concuss myself, I could probably kick out of it. If Brock didn't want me to kick out, I wouldn't kick out. But, like, I could kick out of it because it's fake. It's wrestling. We get that. The point isn't 
a guy kicking out of five F5s. The point is the story you tell to get to that point. Yeah. And there was no story told tonight. No, there was no story. No story. It was just, they think we're going to do this, so instead we're going to do this. Yeah. And that's what it was. And they did it at several instances. Like Oscar losing, I think, might. I mean, I understand the point, larger point, if they're going to build up Charlotte, take on Ronda Rousey to potentially main event WrestleMania 35 next year. I understand that. You need to do that. That feels like there's some story there. I just wish we had five more minutes of a dramatic finish. Yeah. But there does actually feel like there might be story there. And I I can appreciate that. That's why I'm not, like, upset about it. No, I know. Same here. I just feel like from Oscar's end, we needed more (coughs) of her domination on the main roster. I agree, yeah. I I guess the timing just didn't work out. I agree. Um, Maybe if she hadn't uh, gotten hurt in that match against Ember Moon at uh, NXT Brooklyn yeah. last year, she didn't miss those couple months. Maybe it would have felt, by, because then it would have been eight months. Yeah. yeah. Roughly for the main roster. Yeah. Being dominant. Yeah. Could have been. Rather than six. Yeah. Could have been. So anyways, there's WrestleMania. I mean, we're, we're left with some really interesting questions. The Brock Lesnar thing, of course, is a big question. Very interesting. We might find out on ESPN tomorrow. He might be like, hey, I signed another part-time contract. Look at me. Or he might drop it tomorrow. Yeah, who knows? Or they might keep him through August and drop it to summer. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, this whole thing has been kind of revolving around his contract status. Yeah. So maybe that just means that, yeah, he agreed to a new deal. Who knows? I mean, the dude seems to want to fight. I don't know. It's a question, and we're there. AJ Nakamura, hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. This is just kind of the, the first act in a larger story that will culminate in a match that this feud and this rivalry going back to Wrestle Kingdom deserves. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I have faith in the players. I just, I don't have a lot of faith in creative behind it. Hopefully it's a story that they feel might write itself and they can Mm -hmm. just let them do what they can do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, don't overthink it like they did with AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan was a delight to see. And they got that right. Yeah, and they got that right. That was good. I like that. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, I actually thought was a success. Um, I'll have to go back and watch Undertaker Cena. Uh, and Ronda Rousey, I mean, arguably their their biggest, you know, the most money they put into something. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And honestly, that probably should have main event of the damn thing. Mm-hmm. In hindsight. <coughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, especially the crowd reaction for Brock Roman. Anyways, that's it for now. Hilton's, he, I don't know where he is over there. So we don't have any music closing out the show. So we're going to do that. Oh, all right. We don't have any music here. It is what it is. Yeah, no. We don't have any music. All Not right. today. We'll just sign off. I don't know what Hilton's doing. What are you doing over there? Yeah. Come on, man. I know. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't smell good at so all. So let's just wrap this up so we all right. can get Anyways, out of here. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.